What up, what up, what is up, what is going on today? It's Tuesday, and we here. This your boy, Daydream. And your boy, Steven. <laughs> I'm back from being sick. And this is the Couch Potato Podcast. Man, we're on episode 23. Shout out to the king, LeBron James. We're on number 23. Who else is number 23? Anybody you might know is 23. Don't get me started this morning. <laughs> oh, 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 he not the goat. Okay, I figured. All right, man, what's what's going on, man? First off, let me say, welcome back. My boy was under the weather. Uh, but you know, he back live and and in, in my face, but in your ears. How you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. I said up there. Monday, I was feeling miserable. I say, oh, no, nah, I can't pass whatever this is to anybody. Go to find out I had a little strep. Gave me a little three-day medicine, and I'm back at it, back in effect again. So I'm back to hit y'all with some good stuff and to be here with my brother from another mother, and we can hash some things out so y'all can see what we talking about. Man, we got so much to talk about. Um, <laughs> And just wait for it. Wait for it. Yep, another woman came out and said that Deshaun Watson sexually molested them, assaulted them, or whatever. Mm, mm, mm. So much to talk about. Wait, it just happened again. Another woman came out. Anyway, so, so much to talk about today. We're going to talk about these stimmies. We're going to talk about these brackets that's, that's been busted. Um, And there are only two perfect brackets that are left. And guess guess who doesn't have one of them? Me, me and Steven. Talk about the NBA. We're going to talk about a little baseball. How one of the star players in the in, in baseball said he don't care about stats. He just wants to play. That's a good take on it. Um, so, we're going to start this off. Oh, also I got to mention this. A woman has came out and said any man or woman that's over 30 with no kids is a red flag. And I'm like, I totally 110% disagree with that. But you'll get my take on that. All right. First topic, we're doing part two of our men are as simple as we perceive. And and the answer is no. Really? 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, I we I wanted to discuss this again because I wanted to get his perspective on it because I believe men are as simple as as we perceive. Now, it may well I'm not gonna say that because our wives are gonna be listening to this. So don't hold your tongue, son. Don't hold your tongue. Well, not well. I don't have to deal with this from my wife, but um. Men are as simple now. If some women have a hard time of understanding that we are as simple, then that's on you. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it like that. But come on. Let, let, let's, let's hear your perspective. All right. The reason why I say that men aren't as simple is because we created these rules for ourselves to govern ourselves. But as we get older, we begin to see how more complex life really is. And those complexities really test what we were, I would say, girded up to be. Like, a lot of women back in the day were like, I want a man who can fix things. I know for a fact that if I don't know what to do with it, I'm calling somebody. But there are folk out there who be like, man, you could have did that yourself. Look at a YouTube video. No. If I know I can't do it, I'm not going to further damage it. I'm going to find a professional that knows how to do it. But as growing up, we was always taught to be reliable, resourceful, dependable. And it plays into a man's psyche as he gets older when he's not able to do those little things that he was taught from the jump. And that's a, that's that's one complexity of it because we don't give that we're not giving that momentum or that ability to to form our to form ourselves. You know, and it's it's difficult because on our psyche, we have to do this, do this, do this, do this, provide, protect, provide, protect and this, provide, protect and that. And sometimes we can provide advice, but we can't protect you from the truth. If your wife says, baby, do I look good in this dress and it's horrible? That's where we have a big conflict because I got to provide you with the idea that, hey, we're in this together, but I got to protect you from the harsh reality that that dress is ugly. You know, and once we start to get older and get in touch with our more emotional side, then things become easier on us because we're able to release those things. But we're not just give me, feed me, feel me, touch me, we good. No, it's more than that because... We have to sit up there and set a precedent for ourselves that it's okay to break down. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to recover. It's okay to be able to talk things out with somebody to get stuff out your system. Men die at an early age, I firmly believe, because we hold so much stuff in. And women are able to be emotional and let their feelings roar and we can't. Yes, it, it's 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 a difficult both for us because the moment we start to emote, oh, he's soft. Why I got to be soft? Because I'm hurting. Why I got to be this? Because I'm showing, I'm displaying what any human does. Because I firmly believe the only reason why was the only thing the only thing that separates us as human beings is our body parts. We all can share the same emotions and thoughts and ideas, but at the end of the day, is where you prioritize those thoughts and ideas. And for men, and I'm saying this to all my men, it's okay 
if your wife is getting on your nerves, you ain't got to fuss and yell at her. Walk outside, get in your car, let out a good yell, have a conversation with God and keep it moving. Or if you feel like you really need to express yourself, watch out. Just watch. Don't don't just jump and say what you what's on your mind right there and there. Give yourself time to calm down and actively communicate what you want. So it doesn't become a one-sided argument of you being weak or being seen to something else. Because I feel like men out here we have become beta males because they letting females become alpha females. And they feel like that's the easiest way out. No, we have to step up. And we have to sit up there and get in line, get in line with our females. Like my wife and me, we bump heads. But that doesn't mean I'm going to run to somebody else because it's hard. No. Being in a relationship is hard for both parties, period. And what I mean hard is because you, when that, if you're trying to develop a real relationship, things change, which is going to change you. And you have to adapt to those changes that you have and changes that that person you with have. And that's why it's difficult for men and difficult for women. And for the nation to, for a nation of people to see that men may have it easier, we don't have it easier. We just make it look easier. Ooh. Now, see, ladies, if you're listening, you heard what he said. Well, let me rephrase it like this. Wives, if you're arguing with your husband and he leaves the house because he needs to vent to recoup, the Bible says, the Bible says, let that man go to the rooftop to be in the house with a quarrelsome woman or a contentious woman. That's scripture. So if that man decides he's leaving the house so he can regroup, let him regroup. Because trust me, he don't want to be in the house with you. Not saying that he's going to leave you. But the fact that, you know what? Let me take a deep breath. Let me go outside, recoup, regroup, do, do what I need to do. Before we have a conversation. Now, Stephen has just broken down the the, the the other complexities that a man has to deal with. I was just speaking just on a simple, just on a basic platform of <laughs> men, men, we, we're consistent with in what we do and sometimes in what we say. Like I gave the instance for last week when I said like when I when we me and my wife go to a restaurant or whatever, let's say we go to Cheddar's because I like Cheddar's. I might see about going to Cheddar's at some point this week. Um, just me and her without the children. Good food, by the way. Great food. And it's not it's not too expensive. Um, you know, I always get either the, the New Orleans pasta or I get the grilled fish. I mean, the grilled tilapia. You know, something simple. I always get the, 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 the fries. I always get the chicken quesadillas. I keep it simple. I keep it basic. I'm not... You know, I don't need to change it up because I feel like I'm going to change it up. Like, oh, yeah, let me change it up. Let me, let me get that dry steak y'all got. Not saying that the steaks are dry, but just throwing it out there. You know, he went into the whole complexity. So when he looks at it like that, I'm going to agree with him. Like, men are taught to be one way. Be, be rough, hard, tough. You know, thug life. You know, man, you can't be soft. You can't be sensitive. You can't be a sissy acting like a little girl. Um, excuse me, you mean to tell me that boys can't have emotions? Boys can't, can't have feelings about something? I'll say from my childhood growing up, um, I was told to keep my mouth shut. Women, I mean, children were only seen and not heard. So, 
that taught me to keep things inside. So now I'm, I'm I've been married for five plus years, and it's sometimes difficult for me to express how I feel about something because of my training. Now, give y'all another scripture. The Bible says in Proverbs 22 and 6 that we're supposed to train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, what if he was trained wrong? Ooh. Ooh. Because I, I was taught to keep my emotions, how I feel about stuff on the inside. So now that I'm an adult, um, it's like, well, I was taught as a child to keep my feelings and emotions on, on the inside so now I can't express them. So how I express them is a concern if I'm doing it in a negative light. So now I'm mature. I'm a mature man. I'm mature in, in myself as a man. I find ways to when I'm emotionally, emotionally distraught or I'm dealing with something mentally, I find things that are therapeutic for me. For, like for instance, me again, me playing PlayStation or me now that I got my basketball hoop together, I can go outside and shoot some hoops or I can go lift weights like or I can go go for a walk. You know, there are things people can do or, you know, you know, it's just things that you can do to help break that that whole that whole exterior of, you know, man is supposed to be a certain way. Um, I'll be honest, there's a lot of things I can't fix, but. But but just because I can't fix it, don't mean I, I can't I can't call somebody to fix it. Like as of right now, and I'm not trying to make fun of anybody because I love everybody, no matter what color, race, ethnicity you come from. So I, we don't own a lawnmower or or weed eater or edgers or whatever, but I know who to call, and I know I'm gonna call the the right people to do it again. It's no knock on anybody, but I'm probably going to call Julio and Enrique and them to come cut my grass. And they call me every two weeks. Hey, you want to come and cut the grass? Absolutely. Just what time? All right. Cool. I got you. That's it. But, I mean, that's with anything. Like, to be honest, I know what. I'm going to save my next one for something else. But, yeah, I agree. Stephen broke down the complexities of a man and what we deal with and what we got to uh, deal with on a daily basis. I try to keep it simple, but as we can see, men are not as simple as we perceive. But we are a lot simpler than women. There, I said it. I'm gonna get in trouble. Now that's later. the truth. I'm gonna get in trouble for it later, but because <laughs> I can hear my wife. What you mean? What you mean? Y'all are less simple than us. I'm like, yeah, okay, really, we are. All right, what would you want for dinner? Don't worry, I'll wait. <laughs> That's that's not my wife, y'all. I'm just saying in general. But that that is the the difficulty that men deal with when you know what's for dinner. I don't know what you want to eat. I don't know. I'm asking you. You the you the chef. You the cook. <laughs> Let me not say that either. I'm gonna definitely get in trouble for that one um, because men should be able to cook too. You should be able to cook in the kitchen. I can cook. I know Stephen can cook. Because Steve used to come to my house and eat all my food. Not all of it. I didn't want to share with him. But my mother made me share with him. So, And she can cook too. <laughs> That's why I can cook. <laughs> so, can the black family be nuclear again? I'm going to let Steven touch on that for a minute. 
All right. Um, it can't. I came across this the other day, and black families are the most blended family in the country right now, when it comes to relationships, and one out of three families have a stepchild. And I mean, I'm not saying this in a negative format or anything, but I'm really trying to get to an angle to understand, is there solidarity in the black family? Like, are we just making babies with somebody or are we trying to be truly invested with one another and push forward on something that can make the family strong again? And when I mean nuclear family, I mean you have the father, the mother, the kids, and possibly an animal or so. But I wanted to get back to that level where there's a consistent father in the house. Now, those statistics of fathers not being there are actually low because they show that black fathers are great at what they're doing. But the blended family aspect is really opening my mind because it's on a whole difficult level of understanding that when you meet somebody, I have a child or I have children and they have children and y'all get together and y'all have children together. So like my, like myself, for example, I have a wife who had a daughter already. I took her in. Then we have our own kid together. Then I have two kids from a previous relationship. Now, am I blasting blended families? No, 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 no. Far be it from the idea. But I really just was trying to understand the solidarity and the singularity of just having one parental unit. Not trying to be destructive against the families that are made from blended families because you, you, in one aspect or another, you probably met your blessing by having somebody who already had their own family form because you may not be able to have a family. But the the reason why that question arose to me is because I really don't see many singular black families no more. I see a lot of families that branch off to other parts. Oh, this this is my stepdad, but on my dad's side, I got this person, this person. But from them, I got this person, this person. I got this person, this person. And there's so many people being interconnected. I mean, it looks like six degrees of separation from anybody who you date nowadays from from just being anybody of a blended family, blacks in particular. So the reason why I even asked this question was, can we have a stable black family where there's, I don't want to say there's no stepchildren involved, but where there's solidarity in the unit, where you have one mother, one father, and the kids that are not from different families. That's all I'm asking. Well, it can happen, and it should happen, but here is the, I guess you can say the caveat. A lot of times, you know, it's, you know, and it's it's the adults, right? You know, because you see it everywhere. And, you know, one of the things that needs to be done is like, if you're not willing to marry that person, don't sleep with them. Like, that, that's what it comes down to. You know, 
um, if you if, if the the plan is not to marry that person, don't sleep with them because you should not be given boyfriends hu husband privileges. I know I just said a mouthful right there. I'm gonna repeat that for the people in the back. You should not be given boyfriends or girlfriends husband and wife benefits, meaning shouldn't be shacking because. If you're laying in the bed with you sleeping with somebody, something's gonna happen, right? Or you know, and it's, it's a number of things I can go on and on about it. But again, the reason why we have this is because adults are sleeping around, and I'm not gonna say no one knows who the father is, but in some instances it does happen that way. But I I know from from my own family, me and my brothers, we all have three different fathers. My mother was never married, but she always taught me to, first she would always tell me, wait, wait till you're 30 before you get married. And then wait to have, wait till you get married before you have children. So although she never did that in her own life, she always told us that. And that's something that I held to, probably the only thing I held to, to be honest, but there, 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 there will be a day when we, we, we raise our children to, and I'm, I'm saying children, so it's not just girls, it's our boys too, to raise them in a way that your body is, is made to be pure and it's only made for your wife or your husband, period. Regardless of what we've done as adults now or as parents now, you still want to teach your children in a sense that, hey, do it this way because mommy and daddy messed up. And trust me, if you do it this way, it'll be beneficial for you in the long run. But you can't have babies raising babies, raising babies, and then you want them to learn how to do stuff on their own. But a lot of times, and when, when there's no father in the home, like a real solid father, not a father that's molesting the children. I mean, a real godly father in the home who's, who's teaching, instructing sons and daughters how to live, what they're supposed to do for, for their benefit. Now, you do have to give them some harsh realities. The world is not going to treat you the, the way you think you ought to be treated. So you can't be reserved in what you want out of life. If it's something that you want to do, work at it and be good at it. I believe the black family can be nuclear. Again, I believe we can all have husbands and wives in the homes, but now it starts with us, our generation, to raise these children up the right way. Granted, it's, not, it's, it's never going to be perfect, right? Marriages are never perfect because you have two imperfect people, which means you have two people that are flawed, Two people who have experiences, some of it may be the same, some of it is going to be different, but they have different experiences to where, to where there is, is an understanding, okay, because you did it this way, all right, let's try it this way. Since, since, since it worked for you, you know, let's do it that way. You know what I mean? Like there are different perspectives to look at. I believe it can happen, but now it starts with, and I'm, I'm saying me and Steven, because we here, it, it starts with me and him 
being fathers in the homes and teaching our children on how to live right, how to do right, how to wait till marriage, save your body. Because according to my bro my other brother from another mother, he said, um, your body is made to, to be an example, not a sample. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Good night, everybody. We done. We ain't got to talk about nothing else. <laughs> Mike drop. God bless it. <laughs> your body was made to be an example not a sample that means you can't be going around test driving to see mm, I don't know if I like this mm, because marriage is supposed to be a discovery not a not a doorknob you know that turns <laughs> another mic drop get get him get by I'm killing him right now <laughs> Security, <laughs> security. <laughs> let, let, let's let's move on. Let's move on. All right, Sharon Osbourne and other whites, white people, giving a platform for understanding. My question is, houseway. Um. Okay. If everybody don't know, if you do know, Sharon Osbourne is on the fire for. Defending her fan, Piers Morgan, for his comments about Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Um, but it just, this conversation this doesn't just go down to Cheryl. So Sharon. Um, we've, we, we as blacks always give white folk an opportunity to explain themselves when, they're, when certain white people show their bitter racist side. Another example, when Roseanne said a little racist rant and got kicked off her own show, she says, I blame it on the ambient. First of all, when you said something out of line, you're supposed to got canceled right off the bat. But you, you were given the opportunity to say, it's the man's that made me racist. Okay, I don't get that. Help me. Or the, co or the coach who said the t uh who talked about the girls' uh, Norman basketball team? He called them some effing ends, and when they called him about it, my blood sugar was low. Like I know folk who are diabetic, and not one racist tone came out their mouth, and they just about as white as the snow. So when yo when you have a big old oops in your racist category or your racism category, you shouldn't be given a platform to explain yourself. Just like somebody, if, if you at the mall and you trip and everybody see you trip, they going to laugh. They never ask why you tripped. They never ask, did you have the proper shoes on? Did they, uh, is they going to ask you, did you see the wet floor side? No, they going to see you trip and ridicule yourself and keep it moving. If you have certain ideas and beliefs and feelings about stuff, leave it be. If, if you feel like that um, blacks and whites shouldn't be together. Okie dokie. Long as you don't come at me crazy, I'm not gonna come at you crazy. But don't sit up there and try to backpedal and cover yourself because your advertent racism came out. And then to my black people, stop giving these people opportunity to explain themselves. I, I'm, I'm serious. Like if I, if you sit up there and, and you as a white person call me an N word, I'm not gonna be like. Why did you call me the N-word? What, what pursued your mind to say that word to me? It, it really boggles my mind. No, I will see, hey, 
When you say it with the strong ER, I know exactly where you're coming from. I know exactly how you're feeling. You do not deserve a platform with me. I know that you own some stupid stuff, and I'm just going to leave it be. If your, if your true colors show with me, I don't need to investigate why your colors like that. If your true colors is yellow and orange, I don't need to know why they're yellow and orange. I just know they're yellow and orange, and I'm going to keep moving on. You just had to say orange, huh? I, I, yes, I had to say orange. <laughs> I had to say orange. <laughs> so, um, I don't get it either. Like, and, I, and I'll say this: if you fall, I'm gonna laugh. I'll, I may, I'll help you up, make sure you're okay. But I'm gonna laugh. I'm not gonna ask why you fell, or did you not see the wet sign? <laughs> I mean, the, the wet floor sign. I'm not going to ask, ask that. I'm going to just be 100 with you and be like, you know, are you okay? And then I'm going to be like, I'm going to get my second laps in. That's just how I go. So, I truly don't believe that if you come out and say something that, that white people deserve a pass. No, you deserve what you get. Because right now, there's a player who's, who's, whose character is being tarnished and on allegations or on rumors don't there there are no facts it's just allegations and rumors and so he's being looked at as if he did something even from the even from the black community Stephen A. Smith came out and said oh this don't look good this don't look good but it's allegations it's allegations it's it's rumors and well i'm gonna say that for the sports section but you got a white guy who goes to three different spies kills eight asians and he wants to credit it to he was molested or something like that i don't remember the full story but i'm like that's that's what we can contribute to because you wasn't loved enough so you want to go kill people who look nothing like you and you want to kill them and then you say, oh, well, this is the reason why. Mm, I don't feel bad for Sharon Osbourne. I don't feel bad for Pierce Morgan. I don't feel bad for Roseanne. I don't feel bad even for the announcer who said there was a spike in his insulin or whatever it was. It was, it was his diabetes. I'm, I'm not buying any of that. You want to know why? Because let, let, let me say something like that. Or I.E. Uh, Michael Vick still hasn't been forgiven because of something that he wasn't even there, but but because his cousin, which he he should he should be disowned from the family, his cousin came out and said when he got pulled over by the by the police was like Michael Vick my cousin. Now now we 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 are no, we are no longer family, bro. We are we we are no longer family, and I'm gonna just say it like that. So, um, but yeah, we don't get a pass. She don't get a pass either. I will not give her a platform. I wouldn't even ask her to come and do her interview with me. But like, hey, let me talk to Sharon Osbourne. Why you said what you said? Well, I don't know. Uh, I just, I just feel like I would just take his side because he looks has the same skin complexion as me. <laughs> Don't you ever impersonate a Brit like that again. 
Some people, especially if you got like 12 children. Jesus Christ. But um, is it helping or is it bringing more trouble? What you think, Steve? I'm going to let you tackle this one. Um, I've talked to a few friends of mine and the stimulus has played a real important part. They, like, they was able to catch up on their bills, their rent, and... For the most part, it's actually been beneficial to some. But then there's these extreme stories of people that I know personally that have baby daddies and exes coming out of nowhere saying, well, since we had these kids, you got to go and give me half that stimmy. Uh, Can you dig it? No, I can't. I won't. It's buried. I'm going to leave it undug. But it blows my mind because... It's folk who are doing that, and then there are reports that folks are killing over this little $1,400. First off, it's been direct deposited. So, you go, so unless you have access to that account, like, come on now. Let's, let, <laughs> let's, let's be smart about this. I mean, there are some people who are actually getting checks. Or whatever, like paper checks. But for the most part, most people like it's, it's, it's like this. So if, if you got your income tax via direct deposit, that's guess what that stem is going to be direct deposit to. Exactly. So, so you're gonna kill somebody over something that you still can't touch anyway. Exactly. And so when when I think about that, I'm like, you telling me that your life. Is worth a measly $700. You telling me that you may face a death penalty or the rest of your life in jail or in the penitentiary over $700. Well, now it's $14. Nah, I'm talking about if they split it down the middle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the man who sat up there and killed his baby mama, her kids, and kidnapped his own kid. Like, bro, that was... There was no means for you to do all that extra stuff. None at all. It makes absolutely it makes absolutely no sense at all because you just really just told the nation, I don't care about my life. I want this money. But the money ain't gonna help you get nowhere. So what are you doing? I don't know if going he or she gonna rock that orange uh orange suit. He gonna rock rock it real well. Like I can just imagine you sitting in jail. Hey man, what you in here for? Man, I killed like five people. Like what you in here for? I killed like seven people, but they stimmy. Seriously, stimmy. And then <laughs> stab. He dead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh. No, it's true. Like 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 you gonna kill somebody over a stimmy. That. That is, is only going to be beneficial if you use it wisely. I mean, the the point of the statement is to is to um, you know be a consumer to buy stuff. That, that that's the purpose of it. But you know, people are putting it toward bills. People are putting it toward you know 
saving, you know, like people are doing other things with it other than what the purpose it was given. Because that's what Bush did, what, 2004, five around the time when they gave out those stimulus checks. So it was like $200. Bro, don't even remind me of that horrendous mess. Because <laughs> they be trying to put money so people can buy it and people save it and put it toward bills and stuff like that. Like, let's be for real. So, it's it's crazy. The truth behind the mask. The stories of mask fishing. <laughs> These are the tales. The maskly tales that we tell so well. Man, when I say <laughs> I've come across some funny stuff in this COVID situation. Okay, I'm just going to tell you. So, I have a few friends, right? And they've been on these date naps. And they're single or whatnot. And these are guys and girls included. And they, you know, when you put up a profile, you know, to put up your whole face. But a lot of the pro- people who put their profile up either outside with their mask on. <laughs> and so, they, you know, some of us on Tinder, they swipe. And they discuss and talk, and then they meet this person in real life. Oh, you real? You know, I look good in the eyes and the nose. <laughs> and I had to tell you one story. My homeboy, he met a chick off of, uh, off of Plenty of Fish. He showed me the picture of how the, her eyes and her nose. Okay, you could assume the rest of her face was gonna be okay. She looked like Melina, huh? Bro. <laughs> I'm talking about Melina from Mortal Kombat. Uh, bro. People didn't know who I meant, who I was talking about. Bro, so they went out on a date and stuff. And so when they got to the restaurant, he said, you can take off your badge. And when <laughs> she took off a badge, this woman had a Porsche beard chin, bro. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah, just one of them. I'm gonna have my phone all night during this entire date until she be like, you know, uh, I'm gonna get up or uh, you're gonna get up, bro. When I say he say she had a light mustache and hair underneath her chin, I say, <laughs> I say wait, a light mustache under her chin and did hair under her chin. He's like, man, from the eyes up, she was pretty. From the nose down, she looked like straight dude. I was like, you got mask oh, fish, bro. Oh, she looked like old dude. I mean, not old dude. Old girl from um, The Greatest Showman. Yes. <laughs> wow. And so. That's crazy. You know what? I'm going to say this. I don't know what this is. I'm low-key jealous. She can grow facial hair and I can't. Man, bro. <laughs> I'm mad. Now, now I'm mad. That she can grow facial hair with ease. With ease, with no issue. Uh, and I got this Anthony Hamilton, Kevin Durant struggle beard going on over here. <laughs> two parts can't come together. Right. <laughs> can't even come together. Uh, but uh, then I have one final story because I do one for the men and one for the girls. So now when uh, my homegirl, she was like, she talked to dude on the phone. He sounded real nice. He got his own business. I mean, she really hyping this dude up like they really was going to kick it off, right? And so, he, she already knew he was bald-headed, right? And so, he wore a lot of hats. So, she wasn't tripping about that. 
She's like, I like them almondy or whatever. And so I'm like, okay, okay, whatever. And so she started talking to them and stuff. So they decided to meet. They met at Cheddar's. <laughs> he put down his <laughs> he put down his his mask to eat. Dude missing whole four front teeth. <laughs> and, and he smoked because you see the tar of his teeth. <laughs> she said. Like, if I'm her, I'm getting up and we on my she, phone all night. Wait, that's what she did. She said up there, she ended the day right there and there. <laughs> she said, oh, no, I can't do this. She made him a family excuse and got out of there. I said, bro. <laughs> I'm so glad I met my wife before these times here, cause I'd have been, we'd have been knocking stuff over over some of these stories, man. Yeah, it, it's, it's crazy <laughs> to like. I remember, um, Ooh. you know, you, like you know how you see people, and you you walking, obviously they're wearing masks now, and so they talk. He was like, "Okay, you sound all right," and not that I'm looking at anybody. They need to say that, but you know, you have conversations with people. And I seen this young lady remove her mask. Um, I was like, you need to put your mask back on. Immediately. Immediately. <laughs> the, the, the way that grill is set up had to like some railroad tracks. But um, all right, let's move on. We, we can talk about people all day about their grill. Um, people of color, animosity, and white sympathy. Why do white people get a pass and people of color get destroyed? I'm jumping on this because I was thinking about that story in Georgia where that man went in there and shot up eight Asians. And two things happened spontaneously, which blows my my fragile little mind. I call my mind fragile because this is beyond me. The first thing they say is... Well, the guy was having a bad day. Wait, first of what? Uh, this dude just decided to say, I'm having a bad day. I'm going to go to the pawn shop, get me a gun, and go to an Asian area establishment and shoot up eight people because I'm having a bad day. Then the media has the innate audacity to say what blacks can do to help Asians. All right. Um, Hold on. Pause right there. What can blacks do to help Asians? I'll be simple. We help them all the time. They give the best pedicures and manicures in the world, period. And they have some of the best food. I can't tell you. I, I, I got to say this. I'm sorry. I got to say this. So, uh, my wife goes to a nail spot here, right? And the one I was going to is the one for men. But I went to the one that she goes to just, you know, try it out. And, man, when you walk in here, you're like, oh, man, I like this place already. So, go there and, you know, man, I'm somebody, they do a phenomenal job on feet. You know, I have a special person I, uh, that I request every time I go now. And I tell my wife, I'm like, hey, you got to pick Teresa. Teresa's the best. And and I, I be mad when she's not there, but wh- whoever replaces her ain't, ain't bad either. So, trust me, I'm, I'm in support of Asians. I love them. They they got some good food. They give some of the best pedicures and manicures. Hello, I love it. Do you? <laughs> Go ahead. I just had to, I just had to say that. Go ahead. And so, it's this big disparity between people of color 
and white folk. Whenever somebody of color does something, we have to ban them and put them in jail or call them a super predator or whatever the case may be. But somebody white does the same exact thing. Oh, please help, help him. He had a rough background. He had a rough go at his life. He was having a bad day. And our big example, Dylan Roof. This dude went into a church and shot nine people. Admitted that he shot nine people. And y'all took the boy to Burger King because he was hungry. Who in their right mind would do that? But Tamir Rice, who's 12 years old, had a toy gun and the police just shot and opened up fire. But we ain't gonna talk about that though. Oh, but here's another one. Philando Castile ain't even driving in the car. Told the guy I had a license to carry. Didn't even pull out his his gun. He pulled out his license to show him and he got shot up. So why is why are we getting faced with so much animosity? And I know I know it's some type of social programming, but when is the programming gonna stop? You know, when when is the social programming that black people and other people of color have come to infiltrate the country and destroy the country and its values? This country was built upon slaves. And the natives was thrown away. Yeah, this country was built on a bunch of lies. And if white people, whites and blacks can't coexist, guess what, white people? You can go back to your country where you come from. But wait, where did they come from? Great Britain. England. They they all over the place. France. All over the place. Yeah. But see, they wouldn't even be getting all over the place if they didn't colonize. That's why we call them colonizers. Yeah, because when they came to America, there was no police. There was no sheriffs. There was no robberies being happened. There was no laws that needed to be set because everybody got along. But oh... Somebody who claimed that they discovered America, thank you for the day off, by the way, uh, who claimed he discovered America, which he didn't, because you can't discover someplace that's already here. That, that, that's, that's, that's almost like saying, oh, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a move to, to Cyprus, so I'm going to move to Pearland. Oh, you know what? I discovered Pearland. Nope, I discovered Pearland because people live there already. See, you 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 giving you still giving Christopher Columbus this slight props. I say in Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. No, well, no, <laughs> I'm not giving him his props. I I thank you for the day off, but I don't give him his props. So, I I look I stopped celebrating the Fourth of July. I, I look I, I celebrate my wife's birthday twice 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 in uh, July, the third and the fourth. Hello. Ooh, that's why y'all been together so long. Smart man. <laughs> but <clears throat> we have to destroy this social stigma that people of color are inferior or worse than our white counterparts. Not to my white people who are listening to this podcast, this is not reverse racism or me saying this dismantle the white establishment, which I wish we would because it's built on lies and the backs of slaves. But I just want y'all to take this moment and just reflect on how much negativity people of color face. Like, seriously. And to treat everybody as human as possible. Because once we start doing that, we may be able to come to uh, an agreement or understanding to why things are the way they are. So, 
at the end of the day, we have to become better people. And people of color are already several steps behind. So what we need to do is pull ourselves together. And also what white people need to do is break down their own system that they created to destroy us. Once once that system is broken down, we start from scratch. We can be on the up and up. Yeah. Once white people admit their faults, and they have a lot of them, i.e. the crucifixion of Jesus, <clears throat> that's another conversation, uh, you know, you know, this constitution that all men are created equal, but blacks were considered only three-fifths of a person. You know, just stuff like that. You know, these these black history books that, I'm sorry, these history books that's been written, but, but not talking about the, the, the real American history, how blacks, you know, were the ones who, who built this land, who built everything that white people are taking credit for. You know, stuff like that. So, I saw this on Facebook, um, um, and this question, like, you know what, I, this is something I would consider. So, if there was a birth control pill for men, this for, for my guys, would you take it? And for women, obviously there are no women here to answer this, but, you know, but for women, if you're listening, would, would you, would you let your man take it? You know, and you, and you not have to take the pill. I'll start off and saying I would take it in a heartbeat. Not not saying that I'm doing something I have no business doing, because obviously I'm a married man. So, but we ain't having no more children. I bet you that. Hello. So that was the pill that was out there to be like, take this. You won't have no more children. Bet. <laughs> <laughs> you say bet. <laughs> I'm like baby, baby. Hey. Let me stop. I'm gonna I'm get in trouble. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna get in trouble. We gonna keep PG. We gonna keep PG. But uh, me, I would take it too. Uh, because I don't need no oops. I don't need no more oops. I don't need no more. I don't need no more accidents. I got four. I got two girls, two boys. I'm good. Um, because <laughs> if it could be as simple as that. That'd be great because we as a country, we have to stop placating the responsibility of pregnancy on the women. It takes two to make a baby, man. And if we can make the contributions to to minimize un, unborn children or children that want their children be in the position that they can't be taken care of, then fine. We should be man enough and bold enough to say, hey. We don't want no kids here that we can't be responsible for. Let's do what we need to do. And I just I just fault society now because as I get older and I see my daughters, I'm not gonna lie, I, I've kind of rolled the wagon a bit and was like, yeah, women need to do 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 Now as I got older, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I was sounding stupid back then, and I've kind of changed my views on things. Yeah, well, that's that's usually how it is. Uh, I was told this years ago. Every man is a player until he has a daughter. Let that sink in real quick. Yeah, yeah. Because every guy be like, yeah, girl, you know what I'm saying? I can do this, girl. I can move mountains, girl. I can turn water into wine, girl. Yeah, sure enough, you got a daughter. 
Baby girl, stay away from God. <laughs> Don't even lick him. Here you go. Would you date? Would you let your daughter date a guy like you? Wait, huh? You talking about younger me or older me? <laughs> younger you? Uh uh-uh, uh, no, I beat that Negro with a stick. Right. Not even close. Not not even close. Mm-mm. Nope. Not here. Not today. Nope. But me now? Absolutely. Absolutely. They got it open doors and it was respectable. Right. I mean, obviously respectable then. It was just, well, anyway. (laughs) So, marriage. Is it about the ceremony or the commitment? Well, I'm going to just say this. When it comes to marriage, it ain't about the ceremony. And... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say this, and this is unpopular. It ain't even about the commitment, because for me, and Stephen may look at it differently, or he may look at it the same, but for me, marriage is a covenant. It is a covenant between God, man, and woman, in that order. Not two men, not two women, but God, man, and woman. Period. So, covenant takes takes precedent. Over commitment because covenant means that I'm I'm in commune with not only my wife but I'm also in commune with God. I'm in communication with God. So before anything is horizontal between me and my wife, I have to go vertically between me and God. And she does the same thing too because all decisions are made for us in my house through prayer. So that that's my take on it. it's a covenant. It ain't. It ain't about the ceremony, cause the ceremony, the ceremony, truthfully, only lasts about a a, a, a a definite wedding ceremony unless you got like a million people. Um, wedding ceremony is probably thirty minutes at the most, maybe forty five minutes if you got to do something because of your heritage and where you're from and stuff like that. So, but that's my take. Um, I'm I'm gonna keep my take on it pretty quick because you said a lot, <laughs> but <clears throat> the reason why I brought this conversation up is because I'm seeing relationships fail after like 20 years, and how do you spend that much time with someone and decide to call it? Uh-huh. That's why I said I'm gonna keep my part quick. How do you spend that much time with someone? And you call it quits after so long. And I feel like if you've if you've done everything you should in the relationship and it doesn't work, that's fine. But people are naturally adaptive creatures. And we're supposed to be able to adapt to the changes that come, relationship or not. And <clears throat> I say it's the ceremonial commitment because some people like I've met I've met three people that I know that have been, been together 15 plus years and they just recently divorced. But when they tell me how they met and how the wedding was and how everything was so extravagant and then they come across a hard time and not really recover, wounds start to open or slashes start to form and cuts in their relationships start to form and it, just start, it starts to eat at the relationship. 
And I'm like, so were you in there for the sake of being married? Or did you just like what everything was at the start? Because, like you said, marriage is a covenant. And a covenant is always going to have its people tested. And if you don't know exactly what to do or what it takes to keep that covenant, then that's what's going to be a problem. So if you stay committed to this covenant and know that life going to bring you changes and life is going to shake things up, you should be bold enough to know that, hey, I need to go to my my wife, my husband here and discuss these things in detail. And you, as the person receiving the message, should be adaptable enough to know that what y'all did five years ago was different from what you did 10 years ago to what you did different from 15 years ago. So if you're going to be fully committed to this relationship and this covenant, then stay that way. But if you if you sit up there and it was all flashy when you first started and life says, hey, let me throw a wrench in that piece and y'all start to break ways. That means to me, just me, how y'all started ain't where y'all supposed to be. Yep, well, I'm going to say it like this, man. The reason why people after 15, 20 years, especially when you have children involved, the reason why it ends after 15, 20 years is because in a marriage, like, Yes, you're going to have children, but you got to have time for yourself to reignite whatever fire there is. So, you know, maybe trying to do something, at least, honestly, I'll say this, at least maybe four or five times out the year, a husband and wife should get away from the children for, for a couple of days just to spend time with each other. Now, I'll be honest. The, the the times that me and my wife have gotten away from our children or whatever, we usually spend the first night sleeping. Like, getting a good night's sleep, not having to wake up to be like, oh, oh, that was one of the children. You know what I mean? Like, the, but that the first night we usually just sleep, sleep, sleep because we need a chance to re- recoup, re- regroup. So, that's that's one of the things, but... If you're not igniting that passion and then go on date, go on dates with your wife or go on dates with your husband, set it up. Sometimes you ain't even got to tell them that you're doing it. Just like, hey, meet me here where it is. Or just, hey, let's do this. Let's do that. Don't matter what it is. Find something that she likes to do or find something that he likes to do to keep the, the, the passion, the fire, the fire and desire, you know, all of that. Um, like for me, I can't keep my eyes off my wife. I can't keep my hands off of her. You know, and I'm not saying it in a negative way. PG. That is PG. <laughs> uh, but she's not a harp or a violin, sir. No, but she is beautiful. <laughs> so, but you know, I don't. You know, I try to find ways for us to spend time together. But you know, you got three children, or if you have more, you know, you got to try to find time to. Spend time with each other because if you're not doing that while the children are around, then when the children are not around, what do you what do you have to connect on? Like, like I can't wait till Junior's out the house, or even if he's old enough to take care of himself. Like when he's like sixteen, seventeen, 
he can hold the house down while while me and his mother go uh, like on a little staycation or whatever just to get out the house. You know, I can't wait till that day comes. Because, I mean, you, you, you have to have something in a relationship to, to, to do. You can't just be in a relationship oh, because you, 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 you're here for the children. No. Because when the children are gone, what do you have to connect with? That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> so, are children really adults when they're 18? No. I agree. They're not even grown. Let's just call it like it is. If you're a boy or a girl, you're not, you're not, you, you're an adult by... Law and law only. Yeah, but that's it. Like, unless you've been prepared growing up, being groomed properly, there's absolutely no way that you consider yourself an adult. So, that's that. Um, we, I don't, I don't think we should even go further than that, you know, like, because if you claim that you're grown, okay, pay these bills by yourself. Yeah. So, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Get a job. Manage your money. But they have to be taught this stuff. And and the social stigma with that, and I'm going to be real quick about it, is that, you know me and you, how we grew up, mama wanted to kick us out the house at 18. Right. And it's, it's 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 problematic because you kicking us out to survive. We don't know how to really nurture uh, nurture ourselves. I mean, I had to learn how to do everything by hand. And I told myself, I ain't gonna let my kids do that. You gonna you gonna at eighteen, you if you get caught by the law doing something stupid, you got to pay the consequences. But at the end of the day, I'm not gonna treat you like a full fledged adult because you just fresh out of high school. You don't know nothing. Right. And and for me, like. I've, I've told my oldest daughter, and I'm going to tell my youngest and my son, like, until you're ready to get married or about to get married and we give you away, you are more than welcome to stay with us. But as you get older, we're going to teach you, hey, you can't be out too late. Or if you're going to be out late, just stay where you are and come in the morning. Because I don't want to get woken up at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? So... That, I mean, but, that, and that's how it should be. Like, I mean, now, if you decide you want to get your own place because you feel like you can handle managing stuff on your own, that's great. Yeah, we want you to, we want, I know for me, I want my children to be financially stable to take care of themselves first before they try to bring anybody into a relationship with them. Because bringing just yourself to the table can't be the only thing you bring to the table is yourself, period. But, I mean, am I, and... My children are gonna learn this. Like you're welcome to stay here as long as you as long as you you need to. We're never gonna be trying to kick you out. We're never gonna be like, oh, you should leave. But start being disrespectful, then we're having a different conversation. Cause I am the head of my house. I am the king of my castle, and my wife is the queen, and she's the boss. Cause that's usually how that works in in most homes, especially the black homes. Um, so yeah, moving on, what is up with all these companies and the, and this clothing for teenage girls nowadays? It's too short and revealing. 
and the the classy clothes the or the clothes that keep the, to keep them covered up are, are far in between and what is going on with that what's up with that I sit up there and go shopping for my daughter and it's a headache like they everything is so revealing now and so tight and I'm like I walk with my daughter and I let her walk in front of me so I can see the reaction some people look at her. And it, it, it's it's horrible. And I'd be wanting to throw my shoe at some of these boys when they be looking. But if 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 I feel like <clears throat> nobody should know what your body looks like. Nobody should have any 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 indication of what your body should look like. You know, if folks already if your temple has a lot of glass windows, what's the point of folk going to your church? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, if your if your temple has a lot of glass windows, what's the point of folk even wanting to enter? You know what I'm saying? If I can see everything going on from the outside, why I need to be on the inside? Because they want a sample. Not they don't want her to be an example, they want her to be a sample. Boo. Somebody give me <laughs> come and resuscitate your boy. <laughs> <laughs> not up in here. Uh, I don't get it either. And we both have tall girls. So it's definitely hard to find clothes that are fitting that keeps them covered. Like like one of the things that my wife had uh, she had a little drawback about me was like if you're gonna wear a dress or a skirt, you need to be below your knees. But well, I don't I don't think I should do that. I say, uh, okay. If you, all right, let me, let me know how that work out for you. Cause I'm setting the tone. So I, I didn't, you know, and even if, if her, if her dress or skirt is somewhat a little bit above her knees, she has like a blanket or something to cover if she's sitting down somewhere so no one's looking up her dress. Cause that's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about every other man who, who going to try to look up under her dress or skirt, you know, she, she need to be covered up, cause it's my it's my job as a man as a husband to maintain her purity, and it goes the same way for my daughters, and I have to do the same thing for my son. He ain't gonna be walking around with no gray sweatpants on, or nothing, nothing like that. He gonna be dressed sophisticated. I mean, he ain't gonna be in no suit, but you know, just you know, just putting it out there. All right. This is one I've been wanting to get to all day. So, a lot of people, I know they've heard of this guy named Derek Jackson. He's a relationship expert, so to speak. Who does all his videos in his car? Who does all these videos in his car about relationships and what to do in this and what to do in that. But I'm like, help me. Help me understand <laughs> how you could bash me in for cheating and you do the same thing. That, my friend, is called irony. <laughs> Let me say it again. That's called irony. <laughs> and I believe he has a book or article coming out saying, you know, getting past the healing and not hurting one another. 
again, irony because. Hold on. Go ahead. So, go ahead. so you mean to tell me you cheated, you hurt me, and now you want to help me heal, but you don't want me to hurt you like you hurt me? <sighs> that. I, I mean, honestly, I've never taken advice from him anyway. I mean, I'll listen to some of the stuff he says. I'm like, okay, he may have a point there. But that'll mean like, you know what? I'm going to go try this on my wife and see if it works. Nope. No, no. And I feel the same way about Kevin Samuels. You know, but he's, he's a lot older and he's experienced some things to where there's an understanding as to why he says what he says. Like, he's made his mistakes. I think he's like in his 50s. I'm not mistaken, but this dude Derek Jackson is is like what same age as us, if not younger. But yeah. He, but you know he like he big swole. He a chocolate brother, so they be like, mm, he got a cute, he got some muscles. So let me listen to him, girl. Let me pat my weave and let me let me see what he's talking about. Mm, he right, he right. Oh no, you cheated on your your wife. You weren't supposed to do that. That's okay. If she don't want you, I take you. Boy, if you don't stop. <laughs> Boy, if you don't stop. <laughs> if you don't stop. But um, I have to call it irony because I, I really, after hearing this news, I was thinking. Because <laughs> I, I followed the guy just to hear if he had some sensical stuff to say. Every blue moon he come he comes in with some sensical stuff. That, that, that boy good. That boy good. Sometimes that boy good. I, I realized he done all his videos in his car. So it makes me assume, was he already cheating and just doing the videos in his car as... Or was he on his way to it after he's like, let me post this real quick. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Charlie. Let's, uh, let, let's go ahead and make a miracle on 34th Street. Boy, if you don't shut up. <laughs> but I really... <laughs> I really don't get how f- when folks do that type of stuff, like, give helpful advice to enhance the human experience without destroying the humanity. Because people make mistakes. And to sit up there and bash black men and like, black queen, you need to be in your position to reign. And you sit up there and you just go right behind your wife back and do the same thing every other man is doing. Do she need to reign in your life? Sprinkle, sprinkle. <laughs> oh, man. Poor, poor young Derek Jackson. I hope they get it together. I hope I hope that she she is able to recover from from her hurt. Like, I, I'm going to honestly say that. Like, like, I hope she recovers and I hope it works out. But... I, I'm like in my head. I hear, "This is my sorry for 2024. I ain't gonna mess up no more." <laughs> in July, wait, this is summertime. <laughs> in September, it's the fall. Someone needs to be cuddled with. I'm sorry. Let me stop. Mm. But now, because he's done what he that he, now he's done what he's done. He doesn't want his wife to come as as they say the proverb the proverbial. Proverbial clap back. She need to chop that dude. Keep it moving. This reminds me of a movie that came out. Was it the late 90s, early 2000s? Where this guy by the name of Marcus Sullivan, you may have heard of him. 
he was sleeping around with his on his girlfriend and his girlfriend decided to sleep with the best friend. And he was so upset. I don't know what I would do if I found out she slept with another she slept with another man. But you but you've been bouncing around, sticking and moving. In case I feel like that movie. They even did a remake of it. In, uh, in, as a Christmas one. Best man. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I knew where he was going with that, Mr. Best Man. Help me be the best. Mm-mm. Nope, can't do that. He was been the best man. Anyway, right. <laughs> also saw this on Facebook. There's a woman who's came out and said that in, in, that a man or a woman who is who is thirty or older with no children is a red flag. You think she's out of line for this? Flag on the play. I personally believe, as a father of four and thirty-seven going on thirty-eight. If you ain't got no kids and you 30, you are successful as all get out. And I'm trying to keep it PG because I don't want to bring no foul language on the network. But 30 with no kids, that is a heaven sent thing. There ain't no red flag. If you 30 with kids, that means you was falling in love too soon. When you 30 without kids, that means you know what peace is. I believe, number one, she's wrong. Number two, refer to number one. <laughs> Um, can't get no wronger, <laughs> right? <laughs> if you're 30 plus, and I'm saying this for anybody out there, if you're 30 plus and you have no children, it doesn't mean your your biological clock is running out for women. Um, and you value your time, your your peace, or whatever it is in your life more than anything. So you're not gonna spend it with just any. Tomfoolery is for for me. That means you're not gonna tolerate a lot of stuff. And if a guy better come, he better come correct. I look at it like this. For I look at it like this. Women, look at this as, as if you're an apple tree, right? Apple tree. The best apples are always at the top. Want to know why? Because guys are reaching for the ones that's at the bottom because they don't have to work as hard. But if they want that that real apple, that genuine, juicy, and I'm just saying it like so that firm, that on a good foundation that's doing what you're supposed to do, if he believes you're worth it, he'll climb up there and get that tree that's on the top. But if not, he gonna grab one of the ones that's that's easy that's easy for him to reach for because she's easy. Big fruit. And it it, it works vice versa again. Be an example. Mean set the tone. Don't be a sample. And that's all I got to say about that. All right. Man, the NCAA tournament is past the first weekend. And I can honestly say there are so many brackets that have been busted. Kaboom. Yeah. That, that, that's why I do like 10 of them. So that, so that way if one of my brackets busts, well, I still got nine more left. So, it works out in my favor. Um, one of my brackets busted. Um, I picked Oklahoma State, and I only picked them because, you know, Cade Cunningham, you know. Let me just pick them just because it's Cade Cunningham, right? Supposed to be the best player in college, best freshman. Um, that's just one of my brackets. Their bracket is busted. But coming down to it, 
coming down to it, like, it, it's so unpredictable. And I'll say this. This is why having a veteran team is more important than having a talented freshman team. Because, granted, I'm going to say this. The, the last... Fresh, the, the the last team that had a, a a young talented freshman team was yeah twenty fifteen the Duke Blue Devils not saying I'm trying to pump up Duke or whatever but they had they had veteran presence they had Emil Jefferson they had Quinn Cook you know they they had guys that had not necessarily been to the promised land but they've been in games to where it's like okay you know we 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 know what we need to do but they had four complimentary refreshments on their team. If anybody can name them, or you know what, I'm gonna put that as a question. If you can name the four freshmen from the from the Duke team that won it in 2015, I cash up you some money. You can't do it, Stephen. And you can't use Google. <laughs> no, that. I'm glad you said that because I sure was about to Google me some information and get lunch again. By the way, lunch was the, my Super Bowl lunch was delicious. And I'll I'll tell you after after the after the show. So Illinois, the first number one seed to go. No surprise there. I didn't think they were just that good enough to get to to get all the way. Although I picked them a little. I mean, I picked them to go at least past the first weekend, but I knew they would be the first one, number one seed to go down. Also, who in the blue blazing is Oral Roberts? And why are they causing so much chaos in this bracket? I didn't even know who Oral... I've seen Oral Roberts. only reason why I even know that university because it's a funny-sounding name, Oral Roberts. I've seen them... On the ticker for a few years watching ESPN. But when I was watching TV the other night and it says, Oh, Rob was upset. I say, Who? What? I say, Yeah, I don't know who's worse, them or Creighton. <laughs> well, Creighton is a five seed, so. But Oral Roberts? I'm like, Like, I, I know they usually make it to the tournament or they may get in the tournament, but I don't expect them to. Get past the first weekend, they're in the Sweet Sixteen. Yeet. <laughs> did, did, did not see that coming. Uh, good old Sister Jean and the Ramblers of Lo- Loyola, Chicago, are back at it again. Uh, they're in the Sweet Sixteen as well. They made a Final Four run a couple of years ago, actually. Um, they have a chance to get back. And this is also the year of the Cinderella teams. Like there are so many double-digit seeds that are in this tournament, that that are still remaining in the tournament. And, yep, this is your chance to shine. Again, like I said, this tournament has proved that if you have a a great veteran presence, like juniors and seniors, maybe a sophomore who's been through the fire a little bit, it's very important in a talented freshman team because where is Kentucky? Where is Duke? Where is, you know, some of these other teams that are supposed to have this talented freshman team, talented freshmen and, hmm, don't even know where y'all at. Where y'all at? So, I got a question, Stephen. Maybe you can answer this. 
if it was for for the national championship game and you had a choice to pick of who would win the game, would you pick the UNLV running rebels that had Larry Johnson, Greg Anthony, Stacey Ogman in them, or would you pick the Fab Five? Who you got? I'd say the Rebels. Because they that that UNLV team, they were grimy, man. They were grimy. Like I likes me a good grimy team. That means you have to you gotta fight to win. Not only you gotta fight to win, you gotta outscore them. And they went undefeated. What? I think nineteen ninety season, eighty nine ninety season? Yeah, they went undefeated that year. They beat my boys by thirty <laughs> in a national championship game. <laughs> but oh what a difference a year makes. Cause Duke came back and beat them the following year. Hey, <laughs> I first of five, but yeah, I was like, I I, w- I would pick them only because they have a national championship. Uh, Michigan, not so much. We lost back to back championship games against the Duke Blue Devils. That's that's one of the top reasons. But UNL that that UNLV team was grimy, bro. Yeah. Grimy. That's all I could just describe them as. They scored hard. They played hard. If if you got on the court with them, you knew you had to play. Yeah. I bet some, some of them games they probably won with intimidation alone. All right. NBA. Man, LeBron went down. LaMelo went down with injuries. LeBron is out indefinitely, but that means he can come back at any time. Um, LaMelo, I think, fractured his wrist. So he's Ouch. done for the- He's done for the rest of the season. I still think he should be a rookie of the year. This shouldn't, this shouldn't count against him. It's probably going to go to Anthony Edwards now. But, yeah. The Houston Rockets. How about them Rockets? Pew, pew. Like a 22. <laughs> After, before last night, they had lost 20. 20. 20, twin, twin. And I just gotta ask, who's to blame for it? And let me let me give you a, a quick guess. It ain't because of James Harden. That whole team ain't got nobody's chemistry. That you know, you're supposed to be able to glue. You're supposed to have some type of glue that keeps you together. They using tape. <laughs> <laughs> And then they take gorilla tape. Yeah, nah. Gorilla glue. That's the Dollar Tree tape. <laughs> Use the pack. Ra- <laughs> Use the wrap packages with. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! I, I like just watching them play. Like watching paint dry. <laughs> I would watch paint dry. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't even know who's to blame. Like, and then this brings me to my next point: black coaches and GM. Like why why aren't there more in 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 sports? Like why aren't there more in basketball? Or better yet, why are coaches of a lighter skin complexion reaping the benefits of a culture that was established by black coaches? Mm. Like i.e., I'm gonna just I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with Tony Dungy of the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, sir. He established the culture. He created the Tampa 2, and it worked out. But who reaped the benefits? John Gruden. So, 
And John Gruden got a Super Bowl, but Tony Dungy didn't until he went to the Colts. But what has John Gruden done since? Don't worry, I'll wait. He made Gruden grinders. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Um, uh, even in Golden State. And don't get me wrong, this is no knock on Steve Kerr or anything like that, but Mark Jackson established a culture there. He sure did. And, you know, when they fired him, you know, Steve Kerr came in the next year and won the championship. Prime example in Toronto, Dwayne Casey, one coach of the year in Toronto. They they just they just had a LeBron problem. They couldn't get past LeBron. That's it. That that's that's not on on him because you can't get past LeBron. LeBron is the greatest player right now. Mm. You know, a, a lot a lot of teams can't get past LeBron. I mean, he went to how many straight finals? Eight. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. So that means. When he was in the East for four years in a row, I'll take it back, for eight years in a row, no no one was getting to the finals. No one was getting past LeBron in the East. That, that ain't Dwayne Casey's fault. <laughs> and then what's crazy is that as soon as LeBron goes to the West, everybody started wanting to go to the East. And then they said, oh, LeBron ain't going to last in the West. The West is too strong. It's too powerful. Um... But before he got hurt his first year in Los Angeles, they were the fourth seed in the West. And so he just shut it down. He came back a couple of games, but he just shut it down. And then he came back the following year and they get a championship. And this year, you know, the season started sooner than later, but still nonetheless, you know, it happened. It is what it is. But, you know, if you can't get past LeBron, it's, it's the same thing in, in the NFL. If, 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 you, if, if you're going against Tom Brady, may not, may, may not look good for you. May not look good for you. But, you know, now, well, it's not happening with the Nets. But, but all of these black coaches that are assistant coaches can't get a job because of whatever reason. Like, don't get me wrong. This, again, this is no knock on Steve Nash, but I don't think he deserved that coaching job in Brooklyn because he's going to reap the benefits of having these great players, and he did no work for it. That's my take on it. You got Sam Cassell, Tyron Lue, Mark Jackson. Could have brought him in. Like, it's, it's a bunch of black coaches out there that could have gotten the, that Brooklyn job all because Kevin Durant said this is who he wanted. I'm like... Kevin Durant got it. People forget Kevin Durant got his rings with a team that was already established. Which, by the way, you went to a team who you were ahead three one. End up losing. Oops. And end up losing because you you did what you did in twenty twelve against against Miami. You were scoring, but you had no impact. And you apparently you can't go see a barber either. But that's for another conversation. It's for another conversation. <sighs> All right, sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. Um, so <laughs> the, the Nets are looking like the team to beat in the East. 
but can they sustain it? No. <laughs> Please elaborate. Why you say no? Uh, at first, I, I'm I'm flimsy about this. One week I'm like yes, next week I'm like no, because it's one person on that team that I need him to get his butt together, and that's Mister Irvin. And the reason why I say that is because he might not even be a leader on that team, but he plays an effective role in that team's morale. If you're constantly coming and going, and I know he left because he got a, a family issue you got to deal with. I'm not knocking that. But you got to make your presence known with your players so they can keep playing. I give respect to James Harden. I give respect to Blake Griffin out there because I saw him do a couple of dunks and he looked like the Blake Griffin of the Clippers. You know, and I see the other players still playing these strong roles, but you still need that one guy that can rally up the troops. And if you constantly being in out the picture when it comes playoff time, because you've been in that position, Mr. Irving, you have. You shot the shots needed with Cleveland to, to, help, to, help, to help them fight against uh, Golden State. You made those points. They need they gonna need you to do that again. But they need to know if you're gonna be there to do that with them. That's just me. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um I believe they can sustain it now because now their thing is they they gotta come out the east. They have to come out the east. You got Kevin Durant, aka the struggle. Uh you got James Harden. A.K.A. the beard. Nah, it's called the good because he done got fat. And, <laughs> and, and and you got Kyrie Irving, Mr. Unpredictable. I mean, it's... I, again, I believe they can. It's just, uh, you know... Like, I guess it depends on who they go against in the, in the West. If it's the Lakers, they're in trouble. But I'm going to say this. Miami is getting hot. And that's the team. They got they got them rough riders. I say get get rid of Avery Bradley. Um, I will say get rid of Myers Leonard, but he's already gone. <laughs> Bruns. So yeah, I, I I think they'll be fine. They they'll probably come out the East off of technicality. <laughs> and just to get stumped by the West, huh? Yeah. Um. Shout out to a, a Laker legend, uh, Elgin Baylor, who was 86 years old. Um, wasn't that sad because I'm like, he was 86. But his impact on, on, on basketball, on the NBA, is phenomenal. He he would have gotten a ring the year the Lakers won it, but he, he retired after, I think, 9 to 10 games into the season. But they still gave him a ring, even though – even though because he had been trying and he just have he just kept running into Boston. Like but Elgin Baylor could ball. He was like six five playing power forward. Just getting buckets. He made it look easy too. But it was. Yeah. Alright. The NFL. <laughs> Juju Smith Schuster is staying with Pittsburgh. He should after that trash he was talking to Cleveland. Then they came to the, Cleveland came to their house and beat the brakes off that boy. Well, it wasn't all on him. They had like five turnovers in the first quarter. 
and when they jumped on him early. And let's say this, you take away those turnovers, Cleveland still loses because Pittsburgh still scored like 38 points. And that's because they had an urgency in the second half to score, but it was the margin was too big, too late. Yeah, well, Cleveland had to keep scoring. Otherwise, they would have lost. Kenny Holiday, I mean, not Holiday, Galladay, signed with the Giants. Did not see that coming. You talking about old boy from uh, Detroit? Yep. They best receiver from Detroit? Yep. Daniel Jones may have a target. I'm just saying. He's a good possession receiver. You throw it his way, he going to so, catch you. So just think about this. I don't even feel bad for Jared Goff. Because now you ain't got nobody to throw the ball to. Like. <laughs> oh, I forgot about, oh, that persnickety situation. Yep. Uh-oh. Poor Jared. Yes. Um, Cowboy signed Keanu Neal. Who? Who? Like, bruh, what, what, when you on that roster when when y'all blew that big lead against the Cowboys and they still came back and won? Like, come on. Like, matter of fact, when you're on the same team, when you're on that roster, when y'all were up 28-3 to in the Super Bowl. Shh. Nobody wants to hear that. (laughs) that, That's who we signed? Cowboys. I'd much rather you sign the league hooker. You have a better chance with hooker. But when when you said. Yeah, O'Neal, I was like, no. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing in Jerry's world. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> I'm just happy to pay Zach. That's that, that's what I'm looking at. I'm happy to pay Zach. I mean Dak. Uh, Philip Lindsay signs with the Texans. My opinion, that's better than David Johnson. True be told, and I got a feeling the Sean Watson ain't gonna start. Um, whoever starts, they got a good receiving running back because Philip Lindsay can't catch the ball. He can't break away, whereas David Johnson, he was a fumble artist because last season he was hot water garbage because on plays that on plays that made how can I gotta put it on plays that they needed he fumbled. He really didn't have ball control. Shoot, they put in Duke Johnson and did and he did good. Uh, the Rams add Deshaun Jackson. I don't know. Does he still have the speed? I guess we got to wait and see. See, here's the problem. The problem with Deshaun Jackson was if he, that he didn't have the speed. It's just that he could never get off the line because he was a buck twenty soaking wet. Like, like our microphones weigh more than Deshaun Jackson. Yep. That 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 was my problem. So, Robert Kraft, the owner of the. New England Patriots and <laughs> you didn't even want to say that. No, no, no. I was gonna, I was gonna say something else. I'm still gonna say it. And uh, AKA Play, Playboy Bobby. <laughs> Playboy Bobby. Playboy Bobby was happy that Tom Brady won, and he also mentioned that spending money is a business because Belichick went up to, to went up went up to Playboy Bobby was like. We need players, and boy, no, no, no. You got, you got, you got to talk like Bill. You got to be, um, hey Bob. Um, just want to let you know I'm about to spend spend some money. I don't know if you're gonna agree with it or not, but I don't want us to go seven and nine again. 
You can tell, tell me how you feel or not, but this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> Playboy Bobby was like, all right, shoot, this is a business. I'm a risk taker. Let's spend this money. And boy, did Bill Chick get some Bill of Picks good gravy. Playboy Bobby not even mad. <laughs> People post it on Facebook. <laughs> Playboy Bobby, a.k.a. Robert Kraft. Uh, I'd have to tell y'all why I say that. Um, anyway, NFL reveals their plans for the 2021 draft. It's going to be in Cleveland. Couldn't pick a better place. Um, Bruh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cleveland, this is for you. <laughs> All right. So the, the the big thing we want to talk about today is this the whole Deshaun Watson and the twelve disciples of Tony Busby. Yes, I said twelve <laughs> disciples of Tony Busby. Everybody take this man in the pasture and put him down, please. Cause he 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 acting the fool right now. Um, so a lot of people are hearing talks about what's going on with Deshaun Watson, and for me, and I'll say this: when it was just only like one or two people, the th- maybe three, I was like, mm, I I can I can um see it happening, right? But then the number kept rising. Then it's six. Now it's 12. I think now it's up to 14. Like, I'm like. Bing, this is in. It's one more. <laughs> yeah. It just it just happened just now. Like, two other women was like, he, he rubbed up against me. What? So you mean to tell me someone can't accidentally brush up against you? Be like, oh, he, he touched me. Now, let me say this. To my ladies out there that are listening, I'm not saying that I'm insensitive to women who get molested, sexually molested, sexually assaulted, or raped, right? I'm not insensitive to that. I, I know it happens. I pray it never happens to my girls or my son. I pray it never, pray, pray it don't even happen to my wife or my mother in law. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm saying that. Because this all this stuff that's going on, it just it just looks real sketchy. And then, according to Texans, Cal McNair, aka the son of a kind of the inmate run the prison. Why why hasn't he came out and spoke on behalf of his quarterback? If he's supposed to be your quarterback, why haven't you said anything? And here's another question: Why is uh, passions passions of the Budsby? Waiting so long to take all of these affidavits to the police. Then here's another thing. And I'm just throwing this stuff out there. That why this does not make sense. Or for me to even believe that Deshaun Watson is guilty of any of these rumors or allegations. Why have these women have only gone to Passions of the Busby. <laughs> but not to the police. Uh... Like, I'm still trying to figure that part out. This person did this. Why not go to the police first? Right? Like, that's my thinking. Nope, you're going you're gonna to go Passions of the Busby. <laughs> Come, my followers. We must take down Watson in his evil ways. Hallelujah. 
about sums it up. Like, <laughs> I don't get it. And then this 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 is why I love my my black women because so WNBA player Alexi Brown calls out ESPN for how fast they talked about Deshaun Watson, but not Zach Wheeler. Case anybody don't know who Zach Wheeler is, he's the scumbag who choked out his black girlfriend and thought she was dead, and then he was like, "Oh snap, you still alive." That goes back to my very first topic. We give the white folks sympathy, and we be treated like animals. Maybe they should just stop drinking wine out of a box. Maybe their perspective might change. I don't know. Boom. Um, but I don't get it. Like, like I'm 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 going on the record and saying I don't believe he did it because one thing that we have as people, and it don't matter what color you are. It's our character. And, and Deshaun Watson has been a good character person. I'll even go on record and say this as well. Met DeAndre Hopkins a couple of years ago. I asked him about Deshaun Watson. And he said right off the top, he, is the most hum- he has the most humbling spirit. Period. I'm like, that's all I need to know. And... You know, I'm like, not saying that I I believe that Deshaun Watson was a bad person or thought that he acted differently around other people or whatever, but no, Deshaun Watson has a good character, and the one thing you can do to a person when you have nothing on them is to ruin that character. And then here's also another thing about passions of the busty, <laughs> like why is it that you try to reach a settlement before you came out publicly about this? to reach a settlement with Deshaun Watson, and he says no. Yeah. I'm, ooh, I, I can't say what I want to say. I can't say this, I can't say, because I'm going to get in trouble. We might get banned. I might have to find, I might have to be like 45 and create create my own uh, podcast. <laughs> Social media. <laughs> um. But I'm just like, this stuff is not adding up. It's not making sense. Go ahead, Steve. Um, you're killing me with passions out of Busby, though. Uh, <laughs> the concept, and my co-worker showed me this. It's a business thing. All the sponsors back down, so they're trying to make him where he has no money because he wants to back out. And is this wrong? Yes, it is on all levels. Like, even the folk, even Wheeler situation, the police were involved before lawyers were involved. Even with Kobe's situation, rest in peace, police were involved before lawyers were involved. These ladies went straight to an attorney. I mean, heck, even Cosby allegations went to the law before a court took over. And they found the man guilty. Same thing with R. Kelly. They went to court. Therefore, they decide to do anything else. But on this one, these allegations go straight to Busby and him and his fathers, hallelujah, set up there and then set this man up to be crucified, man. It makes no sense. Right. Don't worry. Somebody's going to be a Judas out of one of those disciples of the passions of the Busby and going to revert back their story. And then, bam. Got him, coach. So, 
And here's my thing, like with the Bill Cosby thing, like they 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 had the most man looking woman come and say that it was Bill Cosby, which was probably like 40, 50 years ago. <laughs> Looking like Weird Al Yankovic. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> or, mm. or, 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 or looking like Gallagher. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. So, Bryce Harper does not need stats. He just wants to play baseball. So, he came out and said, and I, I, ha- I have to go to it, so I don't, you know, misconstrue what he said. But he brings up a valid point because, you know, he plays baseball. So, he said, and I'm quoting, I don't really like stats. Exit velocity, or they call it the exit velo. I don't care about that. I don't, I don't understand any of it. I'm a GED guy. I dropped out of high, I dropped out of I dropped out as a as a sophomore. Look where I'm at now. Oops. So sorry about that, y'all. So with him saying that, that is like, you know, he's saying, like, look, I'm just here to play baseball and get paid for it. And he got a hefty penny for his hit. For, for him just playing baseball. Because he started playing. He, he got to the majors when he was 19, I believe. And been hitting home runs ever since. So I'm not mad at him. He be say he a GED guy when it comes to stats, analytics, and stuff like that. That's fine. As long as you keep hitting the baseball and you getting paid for it, that's fine by me. Get your money, my brother. Exactly. Knock it out the park. So... Final thoughts. So, this was a long weekend, and I'm okay with rooting for everybody black if you're doing something that's legal, that's doing something positive. But just because we black don't mean we always got to stick together or don't mean we got to look out for each other, right? Like, if, and me and Steven talked about this before we got started, you know, if one of us have a black-owned business that we just getting off the ground, and let's say, let's just say Steve Stephen is a baker, right? So he makes cakes, pies, cookies, brownies, and things like that. For a dozen brownies, the cost is $25, right? I'm going to pay $25. I'm not going to be like, man, I'm your boy. You know, hook me up to this and that. No, you're running a business. Let me pay you. For your business, man. Because you're a businessman. But don't sit up and say, we got to stick together. We got to look out for each other. First off, if you're doing something wrong, I'm not looking out for you. I mean, I'm going to be straight up. If you're doing something illegal or whether whether you're in a job place or even if you're trying to, you know, if you're trying to do something or like whatever it is. Don't tell me we got to stick together. First off, I'm not sticking with nobody who's doing something that I know for a fact is wrong. Because as a Christian man, I'm always in the light. And darkness hates the light. So why would I put myself, my life on or even, you know, my character on the line if I'm coddling 
coddling your mishaps. That's not right for me. It's not right for anybody else. So I'm not sticking by nobody because we have the same color. No, we all we all have a job to do. We all have a a career. We all have characters we're trying to build. And because you think that, oh, because we look the same, I'm supposed to look out for you. Now, nah, player, not when you're doing something wrong, I'm not. You know, I can tell you, hey, man, I don't think you should be doing that. And you hit me with the man. So, so you, so you, you, you always do everything right. Yep, because I'm being looked at from a different lens. You think you want to add to that, Steven? You said all that in a nutshell. You shouldn't pull somebody down because they skin tone. I hate because being black, we got to discount each other. Now, if I provide a service to you or doing what I'm supposed to do, that should that should be fine and dandy like apple candy. But there's always somebody out there who wants to pick and nitpick. So, yeah. I'll, I'll say this. Yes, I'm rooting for everybody black that's doing something positive, that's doing something that's, that is going to be beneficial, not only for themselves, but for people that are coming up behind them. Um, but I'm a rooting for anybody else. You know, It doesn't matter the color. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for if you're doing something positive, period. Yes, I'm going to root for the black person first. Yes, because I'm black. So that's what I'm going to root for first. But other than that, and, and just because I'm rooting for them doesn't mean I'm anti against anybody. That's it. Doesn't mean I'm anti against anybody else that's trying to do something good. So, of course, y'all know the music that I play. I do not own the rights, and I chose this song because I was like, let me give a shout out to Oral Roberts because who gonna stop them? <laughs> They're 15 CD, and they and they made it past the first weekend. Uh, the song is from Derek Mine and RNG called Who Gonna Stop Us? And I'm pretty sure y'all have heard the song on on commercials and stuff. But, yeah, that's the song I went with. So, look, check us out. Keep listening to us. We ain't going nowhere. We're going to be here for a while. And so, people that's listening, just keep listening. That's all I can say. This your boy, Daydren. And your boy, Steven. This is the Couch Potato Podcast, and until next time, peace. peace.